you know what that sound means? It's now streaming. Now you gotta ask yourself, did I watch three movies or four? Welcome to Now Streaming. Now Streaming on Now Streaming, where we learn what we are now streaming. I got you for 15 minutes. I came in to do two things. Shoot bubblegum and tell you what I've been streaming. And I'm all out of bubblegum. We're streaming along because it's now streaming time this week on Now Streaming. Welcome to another episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. Tonight we'll be doing another Now Streaming. Guys, this is the first pod of the year, so let's make it count. All right. Woo! No mess ups. Kyle will not edit them out for you. <laughs> That's my that was my New Year's resolution was to go completely unedited <laughs> this year. Twenty twenty two, new year, new me, new, new us, new pod, new pod. Uh, but on this episode of Now Streaming, I'm going to kick us off because I'm very excited about the one thing I've been streaming for the last ten days, which has been all of the Harry Potters. <laughs> Um, so my wife and I watched all of them in preparation for the reunion and then watched the reunion and guys, it brought back all the feels. Nice. I loved it. It was really fun. Um, yeah. Uh, did either of you guys watch it? I have not. My wife, as we all know, is a huge Harry Potter fan. And yeah. she said that she turned on the cast reunion video and then started to cry and then turned it off. So <laughs> I don't know if we're emotionally ready yet to take on. She's going to cry a lot in that one. That right? hurdle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we did, however, watch the HBO kind of trivia Harry Potter show that came out a lot about the same time. Okay. Oh, uh, with Dame Judi Dench? Uh, it's uh, Helen Mirren. I'm sorry, Helen Mirren? Yes. With Helen yeah. Mirren? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's I really, the one. The, uh, the uh, Team Hufflepuff, man. Team yeah. Hufflepuff killed it. She, that they, old guy, he was they, so much fun. The dark horse of the first episode. Yes. It, it's as a proud Hufflepuff, that makes me very happy. Yes. It's tough to watch that show with someone so well-versed in the Harry Potter lore that they're getting more questions right than the contestants are. Yeah. And just thinking to yourself, wow, we need to be making money off of your, <laughs> like you, you have so much Harry Potter knowledge. We have to be able to monetize this somehow. That show is also like, here are 10 chairs. Which one of these 10 chairs was in a three second scene in the seventh Harry Potter movie, scene four, <laughs> yeah. frame two? And you're like, what? How could any? And they always get it right. It's like, yeah. okay. It's like you always see the corner of it, like yeah. for half a second. Yeah. But Drew on the HBO Max deal, the, the Harry Potter, the thing I was so shocked by was how funny they all were. Yeah. And, I, and I guess just because the series is like so dark and brooding for eight movies or whatever mm. that like i kind of just assumed like they wouldn't be super chill people that were like fun <laughs> to talk to and i thought they were all really funny and they just seemed really like like people that were just like enjoying being around each other dana radcliffe is hysterical i did not yeah. know that he was uh, so the, funny one of the things that got me was uh you could tell the people that obviously grew up in it and were made by it you know yeah. all the people that started this young children actors and that like they're so engrossed in this world and it meant so much to them and all this stuff and then they talk with gary oldman and he's like yeah i thought it was fun (laughs) it was like oh this didn't mean as much to you like you were still a beloved character and he was doing a great job with it but it was like oh yeah you've had a storied career that like this was just a uh just another drop in the bucket for you wasn't it (laughs) yeah yeah i think they mrs mcgonagall has gone on record they asked her um I'm blanking on her, the actress's name. Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith, yeah. Uh, hey, you ever thought Mrs. McGonagall is one of the most favorite characters? 
um, in the series, a very popular series. Would you like to do some more with that character? And she's like, I've been doing this for eight years. <laughs> I've <laughs> kind of done everything that I've wanted to do with that character. I'm ready to yeah. move on to yeah. something else. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, it was real. it was something that my wife and I both had a good time watching. So if you're any kind of a fan of Harry Potter, I would suggest watching it. Uh, it's very nostalgic. If you're too big of a fan of Harry Potter, like some people on the podcast <laughs> apparently bring some tissues, I guess. Uh, but yeah, yeah, my wife was crying the whole last 30 minutes. As soon as Snape came on, she was just a puddle of tears. I was like, do we stop or do we keep going? And just, just keep playing. It's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Don't see how this is fun, but I will do it. <laughs> Uh, but Drew, what, what else have you been watching? Yes, I've had a pretty uh, extensive uh, week of new movies to watch. I've been on my quest of movies you have to see. This week, I went to the Stanley Kubrick Isle of Moviedom oh, no. and watched 2001: A Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. You could, yeah, I could have done worse. I didn't know yeah. where that was going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there are a few categories movies fall into. Uh, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, you get your stand the test of time movies your movies that have gotten way out of line like are no longer appropriate and are problematic and 2001 space odyssey i felt like it's a good movie that i think other movies and cgi has kind of outpaced nowadays because a lot of that is built around building up to this concept of like ai going bad and it's like we've had that story done a thousand times since then and if not better, just as good. And I think a little bit more entertaining for like our audience now, for me personally, nowadays, a lot of that movie is just them out in space, like silently breathing into the microphone for like three minutes stretches. Um, so I know it's supposed to be a masterpiece and Kubrick's supposed to be the greatest of all time, but I think there that's one that you don't really need to go back to unless you're really, you know, trying to do a marathon of movies like I am going through. And then my other on the sci-fi realm that I want to talk about is I watched a movie called Ron's Gone Wrong. Have y'all seen trailers for this cartoon? I, I have seen the trailers. Was it yes. fun? I enjoyed it a lot better than I thought I was going to. I watched a trailer for it and my wife was like, let's go see that. And I said, I do not want to watch that movie. <laughs> I did not think the jokes they chose for the trailer were appealing, but it actually turned out to have a lot more heart. And it was similar to Mitchell's versus the machines in that you have uh, characters that are kind of outcasts um, and then also machines. <laughs> but I think Mitchell's versus machines is a much more enjoyable, fun movie. And Ron's gone wrong is a much more like accurate take on what it's like to be an outcast. Like in Mitchell's versus machines, the main characters are kind of outcasts, but they're also like super talented. And that family is genuinely fun. Yeah. Like I would not hate to be in that family. But uh, in Ron's Gone Wrong, the main character is like, doesn't have, like, essentially doesn't have the iPhone of that world. Yeah. And it's very clear that it's very difficult for him to interact and he's got anxiety and it's very believable, but almost to the detriment, I think, of the movie a little bit. Oh. And then to round out. So if, if you're interested in that, if you like, you know, Mitchell's versus the Machines, you probably like Ron's Gone Wrong. But also, if you haven't seen either of them, go see Mitchell's versus the Machines. And to round out my movie, Dumb This Week, is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Have you all seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Man, it's been 15 years, maybe. Yeah. Years. This, this is like, I want to say, is this like the first of those movies that's like the Tommy Boy and the Due Date? 
where you have a straight man and a goofball just living together on the road, going across the country for whatever reason. Yeah. That's essentially what I, I seemed, it seemed like, and I quite enjoyed it. John Candy, I think did an incredible job. His performance was yeah. phenomenal. And it's the first and only Thanksgiving movie I think that I know about that I've seen and watched and liked. So there you go. That's fair. Huh. I like that. That is good. I need, I need to go back and watch that again. I stumbled upon something the Netflix algorithm showed me. Uh, the movies that made us. Have we already talked about this? Hey. Different than the movie cliche one with Rob uh, with Rob Lowe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have seen it. Uh, I've seen the first season. I know there's a second one now. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just I just stumbled upon the first one talking about Die Hard and uh and Forrest Gump and Ghostbusters yeah. having a blast yeah. learning about how those movies very nearly did not get made. Uh, which is it's just crazy how things like Venom 2 get made, you know? Like <laughs> Ghost like Forrest Gump was in a box of scripts for like 20 years and like almost didn't get made because two different companies like started it and stopped it. And mm-hmm. someone just signed off on Venom 2, like, yeah, make that go. That's yeah, yeah. wild. Um, but I also watched Matrix Resurrections off of Crawford's recommendation and uh, enjoyed it very much. The use of the color blue in that movie mm. was both very subtle and then also very over the top. The nice little mix. We were like, if I wasn't looking too hard, I would miss this. But now that I'm looking for it, it's everywhere and I can't stop looking at it. Uh, but you were dead on, man. That's a good movie. That's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. I was. I think it's hard to do a uh, twenty year later reboot. Well, uh, we've seen a lot of examples of them doing it poorly. You know, yeah. um, they like as people studios. To your point, hey, Venom Two. Let's just make a sequel. You know, because we know it'll sell. Uh, let's not dig out that box of original scripts. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're like, hey, let's just redo that. You know, whether it sucks or not, people will buy it. And it's refreshing when they do it somewhat well and it's enjoyable. Did uh did you recognize Trinity's boyfriend or husband? Uh no, not immediately. Drew Allen, have you seen it? I have not yet. Chad Stahelski, or however you say his name. This is the the guy who John Wick, John Wick director. Oh who played Chad. Uh he was a Keanu's Stunt double or whatever, all yeah. the Matrix. I love that. Yeah, he was I Chad. Not, I did not put that together, but I love that his stunt double is the person that they used to replace him. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that was it. That was it. That was what I thought was really cool about that. Other than he's a, the only other you know action director who grossed a hundred million dollars in a trilogy or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I I love, that was really neat. I love all the little nods of that. That the little Easter eggs like that makes movies for me those movies seem like a franchise where everybody kind of got along fairly well for Mm -hmm. you know a trilogy that was kind of marked with going downhill i'm impressed that everybody was kind of like no i love i love working with keanu reeves i want to make him the star of my franchise i need to make a movie so he could be famous again unlike the fast and furious franchise right that's very true the rock and and vin diesel have split their ways and hobbs and shaws how are we going to get hobbs back into the into the fast 10 uh other than that i kept seeing everybody talk about how great the power of the dog was so i was, I was finally like you know what i'm gonna watch it and i did have, have y'all seen it have, do you know about it i have seen one trailer for it i was not super stoked about it based off that trailer so i just kind of left it alone 
I have heard nothing about it. So, like, it's going to win all of the Oscars, most of them. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is great in it. But everyone else is a, is a stump on a log. It's Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, and a ton of people you'd never heard of before. And I hated it. Like, oh, I, no. I did not like it at all. It was so slow and mm. so boring. It was, it was like if math homework, like if math homework could be personified in a movie, like it's this movie. <laughs> so like you're just getting through it and you kind of feel good about yourself when you're done at the end. Except there was no one to like turn this into to like give you a sticker for like, you did it, you completed it. Like it was just like, oh, that was two hours and it's done. Okay, well, we did it. But Benedict Cumberbatch is really good. It's just so goddamn long. And I know I'm wrong. It's going to win seven Academy Awards. I get it. It can be boring and still win Oscars. Was Jesse Plemons the bad guy? It's a thing. There really wasn't. It's There was very. I don't know if there was a bad guy. I don't think Jesse Plemons is allowed to be in a movie without being the bad guy. He wasn't even anything. He was just kind of there. And that's kind of what I said about everybody. They were just kind of there. They didn't do anything. It sounds like math was the bad guy. Was math the bad guy? Arithmetic. Yeah. yeah. We all know Crawford hates arithmetic. So. <laughs> this is true. Blames it. So I would really like for y'all to watch the movie and be like, yeah, Kyle, you're totally wrong. Here's why it wins all the awards. Mm. Uh, would you like for I, me to watch it before or after I watch Succession? After Succession. <laughs> okay. It's imperative. Just trying to get my order down. Drew, oh. did, did you not watch Don't Look Up? I did watch Don't Look Up. It just reminded me when you're talking about um, succession and watching recommendations. I watched Don't Look Up and it was incredible. Although, right? Okay. I will say it was not as funny as you led me to believe. I thought it was going to be a straight up comedy. And it's, oh, like a, no, yeah. it's like a dark, serious comedy kind of. Like yeah. I, I get what you're saying about it being a funny take on like if there was a a tragedy, a world ending tragedy going on, we would do nothing. And like, that's a problem. That's what we do. Yep. But uh, Jonah Hill was hilarious in the movie. And his part was like the only like comedy part. The rest of the movie, I was like, Oh my God, this is terrifyingly (laughs) accurate. (laughs) Did you see the mid credit scene in the post credit scene? Yes. Yeah. 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 The mid credit scene totally like, I was like, that's it. This is a great movie. This is a fantastic I want the comedy. sequel to the movie. I want to see that movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Crawford, you got anything else? Well, I know I'm going to go watch Don't Look Up this week. Now that I'm off my Harry Potter bender, I can uh, oh, yeah. finally go move on to new things. So I'm excited to watch that. I've heard a lot of good things from you guys and from just other people in my life. So Expecto Patronum, man. And thank you for listening this week's episode of Now Streaming on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Stick around as we've got a fantasy sports movie draft movie draft next.